Are you a staffing executive? Do you want to grow your business faster? Check out Staffing Hub Live. It's a new exclusive event designed for staffing execs who want to skip the line and ride business class as they speed towards their growth goals. At Staffing Hub Live, you'll learn how to select the right tech stack to beat your competitors. You'll hear from industry leaders who've grown firms from nothing to over $500 million in sales in just a few years. And you'll get tips from executives who have scaled through acquisition. Visit staffinghub.com slash live to learn more about this exclusive event. Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. In this episode, Caitlin Delory, the editor-in-chief of Staffing Hub, interviews Art Pappas, the CEO and co-founder of Bullhorn, about beating the talent shortage, adopting disruptive technologies, and getting excited about Bullhorn Engage. What do you think are some of the secrets to Bullhorn's success or what drives you and your team? That's relatively easy question, actually, because I think that it's the people at Bullhorn that drive the company and its success. And I would say the people, the mission, and the core values are at the, really the center of everything we do. And so our mission is to create an incredible customer experience. People take it pretty seriously here, and you'll hear even folks who are like entry-level at Bullhorn talk about the mission. And the reason it's a powerful mission for us is because when I started the company 19 years ago, it was the midst of a recession, and in the staffing industry, it was a pretty tough time. And we had to, in order to survive as a company, we really had to focus on customer success and helping our customers succeed with with our products, because if we didn't, we were, we were going to run out of money. The company was born with this do-or-die attitude about pleasing customers, and that has really gotten in the groundwater, and it permeates everything we do. And if you look at our core values, we have five core values. All five of them are really sort of like a roadmap for how, how do we behave with customers in order to execute on the mission. And I would say that 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 has like really perpetuated this growth and success that you see for outside looking in, but you know, on the inside, it's great people who just care about really uh, happy customers who, you know, want to continue to work with us and refer us business. And, you know, that we've spent the last 19 years consecutively growing uh, every year that way. And I would say that's kind of at the center of it. That, that really launches into my next question. You have a lot of, obviously, expertise in the staffing and recruiting industry and a lot of data to back up your observations. And I was wondering what advice you have for firms to build the kind of candidate-focused culture that you've built at Bullhorn, or what advice you'd give them on how to build a better candidate experience. Okay. Well, I'll use my own experience as a guide here in that when we were a startup, I was involved intimately with every single customer and I knew what was going on and I was able to to make sure that they had a great experience. And I think everyone in the staffing industry who tries to grow their business finds that in the beginning when they're a startup and when they're just getting going, they're involved in almost every single 
customer interaction and every single interaction with the talent. And as you scale and you add people, you get further and further away from the front lines and the everyday interactions that go on. And well, that happened to us. And as we grew, we got to about 200 people. I realized that I was so disconnected from the front lines that our customer experience had deteriorated and had slipped backwards quite a bit. And I didn't have systems in place to ensure that customers were always having a great experience. And, you know, just saying it or just saying like, that's our mission or that's, it's not enough if you don't back it up with systems and process that ensure that that happens. And so we went through a period of time where, you know, we had to start measuring quality of interactions with customers. We had to start implementing surveys. And I think any business over 10, 15, 20 people, you need to start thinking about how do you actually measure success with each customer interaction? And what are you going to do when there's a problem or somebody has a negative interaction? You think about most staffing firms, I mean, they're interacting with hundreds and hundreds of people every single day. And if somebody's walking away with a negative experience and a, and a bad taste in their mouth, that becomes your brand. And so you, you have to find ways. And looking at you know, data like how successful are they on a financial basis might not always tell the, the right story. And so you know, we're big proponents of net promoter score and surveys. We also do a lot of call quality monitoring. And so we have people whose job it is to do quality control and all they do is listen to phone calls all day and they, they'll intervene and say, hey, this, this was really, really good. Everybody should adopt this best practice or this was really bad. Let's flag this to the manager and to the employee and coach them on what to do next time. And um, I, think, I think that measuring quality is something that ensures quality rather than, you know, just hoping that people are doing what you expect them to do. And what are some of the best practices that you have noticed from making all of these observations, maybe especially in terms of candidate communication or candidate interaction? There's a lot of data and a lot of surveys and studies about the black hole. And I think that's probably the biggest problem that people have on the job seeker side. When, when somebody's applying to a job and they don't hear back, it creates a sense that nobody cares. And nobody cares is probably one of the worst message that you could, messages that you can send to a potential customer. You know, and, and we've all had that experience where you reach out to a company and you get nothing back and you're like, they don't care about my business. And I think it's a simple thing just to say we've received your application and then beyond that to actually come back quickly and go, we've reviewed your application and we're not moving forward at this time. Even just that is like, okay, so I'm not in consideration. Fine, good, I can move on. But they care because they came back and told me that message, which yeah, I may not like it, but at least it's better than no response at all, which makes me wonder, did they even look? Did they even take the time to review my application or did they just, did they just uh, ignore it? Which I would argue ignoring somebody's application is worse than reviewing it, rejecting it. Even, you know, and, and the faster you do that, the better. So you mentioned the, this idea of a black hole and that sort of points to, I think, larger breakdowns in the candidate recruiter 
conversation sometimes. And I was wondering what other what other things would you highlight as the biggest challenges facing the staffing and recruiting industry right now? There's a huge, huge talent shortage right now and a skills gap. And I think that's an enormous challenge for just about every single one of our customers, especially in, as you get higher up into the skilled trades or IT or nursing, you know, specialized job functions where there's a knowledge requirement and a skill requirement that's high. Those roles just aren't getting filled and they sit open for quite a long time. And so I think that the challenge is, you know, how do you find the talent and how do you engage the talent once you find it? And anybody who's out there on LinkedIn or the job boards, they're, you know, pretty, they're pretty well picked over. So it's, it's a big challenge, I think, for, for anybody in the staffing industry right now trying to, trying to engage talent and trying to, to fill those, those jobs, especially when there's a high level of skill required. And how do how does Bullhorn help your clients meet these sort of overarching challenges? Well, what I would say is that Bullhorn's system is designed to do a number of things. You know, we, we have software that helps with sales and managing clients on the front end. We have software that helps manage all sorts of, of transactions along the way. And whether it's, you know, a permanent job or contingent labor, which, you know, most of our customers are focused on contract staffing and, and temporary staffing. And, and really, they're providing, you know, a contingent workforce to, to large companies. We look at the, the, the spectrum of all the things that we provide, and you get into things like uh, sourcing and, and candidate relationship management. Well, we have a bunch of software off the shelf that we provide that, that helps with those activities, but we also have a pretty huge partner ecosystem with, there's something like 60 solutions alone that are recruitment specific that are aimed around uh, sourcing, that are aimed around artificial intelligence or aimed around redeployment or engaging, re-engaging dormant candidates that are in your database from two years ago. And you look at that and you say, like, it's not the software itself, it's really the, the ecosystem of solutions that live in and around the software, and that, that provides customers a ton of leverage. And that sort of jumps into my next question, which is a, you have over 20 years of experience in the tech space, and I know a lot of staffing and recruiting firms are sort of trying to figure out how AI is going to impact the industry. And I was wondering if you could speak a little bit to how you think firms can best harness the power of disruptive technologies like automation and AI. Yeah, it's a good news, bad news story. The good news for anyone in the industry is that there's no technology yet leveraging artificial intelligence that is is pervasive and is taking over and and disrupting anyone's jobs. However, there are some early signs that artificial intelligence has some very practical applications in the in the staffing and recruitment space. Specifically around the first thing I mentioned, which is when you look at how do you respond to applicants on your website, we have a number of customers who are using chatbots. And those chatbots are artificially intelligent. They can process natural language. 
and engage a candidate like a human being would and ask you know, basic screening questions in real time so that the, the applicant feels like, wow, I'm engaging with a recruiter. Um, and even if, and we've seen cases where even when, when the chat bot says, I'm a robot, people still interact with it and they like it and they're, they're happy because they're getting instant feedback. You know, say you're applying for a job and it requires a, uh, an advanced degree. And the first question the chatbot asks you is, well, you know, do you, after you, you know, can you work in the U.S. or are you, do you have an undergraduate degree? Do you have an advanced degree in astrophysics? And, no, I don't. Well, okay, this job isn't, you're not going to go any further because this job requires that. Again, it's bad news from the candidate, but, but the good news is that you're getting back to them and giving them an answer quickly. And then you can redirect them to another job. And here's, here's a job that might be a better fit for you based on you know, your interest and, and the other job. So there's real practical applications. Another application we're seeing is on engaging dormant candidates who have been in your database for a long time. And we're seeing customers leverage their couple products that, that we're partnered with on that side as well. And that's starting to really take traction. And I think we're, we're just early. And, and AI and automation are like, you know, very infantile. And the first versions of these tools will be pretty rudimentary and pretty brittle. They'll break easily and, and people will be able to figure out that they're robots. But I think three, four years from now, we're going to look back and, and be astonished at the pace of, of advancement of these things. And it's sort of like Alexa or Siri, you know, these things that seem kind of dumb right now. I think that they're, the machine learning is actually making them better faster. And the pace at which they get better at understanding human beings is going to increase and accelerate. And so while the good news is there's like nobody's missing out, I don't think this is one that people can afford to ignore. How do you think these changes and the larger changes that you're observing in the industry will will look in two, three, four years? Like, how do you think the talent acquisition space is going to evolve? Yeah, I mean, I think cycle times are going to compress because machines are going to be doing a lot of interaction and, and they're going to be automating a lot of the mundane tasks. And so people are going to be able to spend more time engaging in higher quality activities. And uh, the firms that aren't adapting are going to struggle because they won't be as effective and they won't be as profitable. And I think it also means that the caliber of talent in the industry is probably going to increase in terms of people's relationship building skills. So today, if I'm a, let's say I'm a recruiter and I'm able to screen a hundred candidates a day over the phone, and I'm really good at dialing quickly and engaging people and having conversations, that job is going to be automated. And if I don't have the skills to build relationships with people and manage them and, and influence them, then it's going to be a problem for those people. So, and also, like, I think the, the industry gets kind of a bad rap because there's a lot of sort of engagement that's inconsistent. And when you have robots doing that, that job and automation doing that job, it's going to be consistent. And, you know, for instance, like, when you first get somebody engaged for a job search, you probably shouldn't ask them like what their salary requirements is, especially if they're like a senior level candidate. You know, you, you have to be a little more nuanced. 
So by the time a recruiter gets engaged, the, the robot will have already asked all the sort of the basic questions, the knockout questions. The senior, you know, the, the recruiter can now get on the phone and build a relationship and, and actually have that kind of discussion. But I think you're going to see a lot of that. There's going to be an up-leveling of the level of talent, I think, in the industry. That's my, my projection. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Text Us. You might remember Text Us for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, Text Us has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose Text Us more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because the talent shortage is not going away anytime soon. And in the era of fake news and constant spam, your contacts can spot bullshit from a mile away. So getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where Text Us comes in. Their real-time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. With Text Us, you can get a hold of talent faster with real-time recruiting. Activate passive candidates with conversational text messages. Send personalized group broadcast texts that open one-to-one conversations. Easily manage responses on your computer or smartphone. Click to call engaged contacts. And automatically track all of your texts and calls in your ATS. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out Text Us. You can claim your staffing show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com slash hub. Just go to textus.com slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. This episode of The Staffing Show is also brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only referral platform designed for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, a lot of your placements start with referrals, and you probably rely on your recruiters to spread the word about your referral program. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their referral platform helps you capture up to 40% more referrals from your talent pool by transforming candidates and contractors into brand ambassadors. Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? You can automatically track and manage your referral program. You get a referral program like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters will get more referral leads than ever before. And you'll spend less time tracking and managing your referral program and more time placing candidates. Clients like Delta Locum Tenens and Focus Staff saw an ROI on the platform in their first month of piloting the platform. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. They're giving staffing show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com slash hub. I think you'll love it. For those firms that are slow to evolve or maybe have some trepidation or internal barriers to adopting these technologies or keeping up with this compressed cycle in some way, do you have any sort of entry-level advice for firms that are a little bit more tech-phobic or future-phobic? I would say they need those firms need to start preparing their their stakeholders that this could be coming and it could be really uh, critical, like existential to their business. And you know, you couldn't look at it today and say, "Hey, we need to be doing this. Everybody's doing it." That's not the case. But eighteen months from now, twenty four months from now, that could be the case. 
And if you aren't prepared to get in gear two years from now, you really could be at an extreme disadvantage um, and, and potentially risk disruption as a business, right? Like if automation does become disruptive in the space, disruption is, is messy business and, and businesses do get you know, turned over. I mean, look at Blockbuster. It's a business that was, thought it had plenty of time to figure, figure out the internet and didn't. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great warning for folks that think they have a little bit more time than they do with these technologies. Uh, relatedly, or maybe not, what is on the horizon for Bullhorn? So, of course, we have our own artificial intelligence initiatives on the horizon that we're working on in some of the areas that I, I mentioned earlier. And we also have a relatively unique position in that Bullhorn has this enormous customer base with an inordinate amount of data. And the amount of data that we can leverage and harness to to give our customers insight and learn from from the data across our customer set and be able to make better predictions and and make better help customers make better decisions about their business is pretty powerful and so so that's something that we're working on as well as sort of a predictive analytics and an engine that can make recommendations to to our customers about what they should do next or trends that are starting to emerge in their business that may not be obvious on the financial end, but are starting to show up in activity data and things like that. So that's an exciting, very exciting part of the future for us. We have our big customer conference, Engage, coming up in June. And Engage is is not really a bullhorn conference. It's a conference where we're the we're the headline sponsor, and we do provide content, obviously. But what's great about Engage is it's an industry event that's focused on innovation, and it's about how do you engage talent, how do you engage clients, and how do you engage, as leaders, how do you engage your teams to drive performance and results. And so it's three days. It's in June. Uh, the next one is in Boston. There's another one in London in September, October timeframe, but the one coming up in Boston will probably be well over a thousand people. So it's a, it's a great conference. We have some incredible speakers. We've got Captain Sullenberg, who's the guy that landed the commercial airliner in the Potomac, saving all the passengers when, uh, when he had a multiple engine failure. I don't know if you, you remember Captain yeah, Sully. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be our keynote speaker. It's, he's got an awesome story to tell about preparation and uh, leadership and how, how you behave in high pressure situations. And then we have a whole ton of great industry speakers and panels and networking opportunities and parties. And it's a, it's a really fantastic three days. So you can check it out at engage.bullmorn.com. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com. Until next time.